It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. All right, guys, good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 139 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This, the weekend edition, will have um, uh, we'll, we'll have a little more of our normal stuff, our Eye on the Enemy segment coming up in our final segment. And if we have time, a couple of NFL picks for you for this weekend. But joining me right now is my good friend and my colleague at 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. You can hear him there and as well on Radio.com, as well Sirius XM Radio and the PGA Tour Channel Network during golf season. It is my buddy Earl Forsey, and he's with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Make sure you give him a follow at Earl Forsey. And excuse the voice cracking. Earl, how are you, pal? Doing fine. Episode one for me. Yes, episode number one of 139, but you're one of one in our hearts. So I appreciate you coming aboard and doing this. We just got done with a little radio for 106.7 The Fan, as I mentioned, in Washington, D.C. And, of course, the Redskins are front and center, so let's get after it right away. Obviously, Earl, the the, the contract situation, or I'm sorry, the, the medical situation for Alex Smith is very worrisome. Uh, all of these reports coming out on Thursday, um, multiple reports suggesting how serious the nature it is. The Redskins ad- admitted that it is a serious situation. They did not provide any details out of privacy to Alex Smith and his family. Here's what we know that has been reported. What has been reported is that he is battling a st- a, a very, very difficult, serious infection. He has had multiple complications, apparently multiple procedures, and he's been in the hospital basically since November, uh, I think it was November 18th or November 19th or whatever, whenever that Houston Yeah, the injury was on the 18th, so he's been in for more than two and a half weeks. And we hadn't heard from Alex Smith, but we're still not going to hear from Alex Smith, but it is very obviously dangerous and serious when you hear all this stuff. I guess I ask you from a perspective that you bring as a media veteran and a guy who also roots for the Washington Redskins, uh, you know, your whole life, and you 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 are a Redskins fan. Your heart goes out for Alex Smith, but boy, oh boy, does this put the Redskins, unfortunately, in a real big bind. Yeah, from the fans' perspective, you know, you've, you've finally got from under the cloud of the whole right. Kirk Cousins situation that was lingering the dark cloud over the team for years. And you figure at least for the next two or three seasons, you've got it solved. At least you've settled it down a little bit. And lo and behold, less, you know, 
less than a season into it. Now, because of the unknown, really, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. You're locked into a long-term contract on a guy who you're not sure is going to be able to play for you, whether it's next season or beyond that. So, yeah, it is a potentially devastating situation from a football standpoint for the Redskins. It's devastating from a football standpoint. It's devastating from a salary cap perspective. And, of course, most importantly, I think we'd both agree, it's devastating from a quality, well-being, life standpoint if they can't figure out what to do to get him back to a point where he can function and operate. Because when you're talking about, as it's been reported, and we, again, want to be very clear here, as it's been reported that he's battling these infections and multiple procedures, Earl, I'm telling you, that stays with you your whole life, one. Two, when you're dealing with an infection, it can unfortunately cause severe, severe results and consequences, possibly amputation, possibly death. So we are talking about something much bigger than just Serious, football. like the Redskins statement says, and whatever the details are on it, really it isn't much of any of our business yeah. at all. It's a private matter, and you have to respect that, no doubt. But from a football standpoint on the field, yes, it is, you know, because of you just have to, number one, Wish and hope that the best health for him, that at some point, forget about football, he just gets healthy again and goes back to his normal life. It's going to be a while even, you know, apparently for that to happen. And then you have to take into account, if you're the Redskins, obviously the football situation, which is unknown at starting quarterback next season and beyond now. The guy that was there to possibly be the step-in for the starting quarterback job. Colt McCoy is now hurt. You don't know about him, certainly short-term future, and what the future holds for him on the team next season. I mean, this is, from a personnel standpoint, Chris, you're back to square one, and maybe worse than that, to where you were when you knew the Kirk Cousins situation wasn't going to work out Oh, I think you're worse than that, and maybe I'm wrong because of the amount of money that you already have invested for 2019 in McCoy and Smith – Assuming that Smith stays on the roster, it's about $24 million, Earl, in terms of cap money. And guess what? If he retires or if he is on the roster past the fifth day of the 2019 league year and then you cut him, the money is, from what I understand, after insurance and all that, and this is from talking to sources uh, and doing some due diligence, roughly around a $40 million dead cap hit. Now, whether that's all on 2019 or whether some of that can be bounced off to 2020, but either way, that's a significant, You're going to be on the hook for something, and likely, like you said, something significant, and it limits your options at that point because, yes, you can always draft a quarterback. They're going to have to now. They probably, we talked about it earlier on the radio show, I think even – if things were status quo and Alex Smith played this year and was your starter going in next year, that with likely a two-year window there, you were probably at some point going to have to draft a quarterback in this draft right. somewhere to develop somebody and have them here, you know, for the next year or two. Now you certainly have to do that because, you know, and a lot of names are going to be available next year and maybe some guys you wouldn't want on your team, but some you would think about, but that's going to cost you money next year. If you wanted to sign another quarterback in the NFL that could you could plug in possibly 
as a sh- starter, if nothing else, short term. But you may not have the option of doing that because it's going to cost you money that you might not have. Yeah, if you sign a veteran, whether one's out on the – I mean, you know, look, if you're thinking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, for argument's sake, you're going to have to pay him a couple of million dollars. Joe Flacco. You know, you, uh, let's Joe speculate Flacco, right. somebody else. Blake Bortles, if he were available Basically, and on the Basically, what you're going to have to do is if you sign a veteran from the outside, meaning non-Mark Sanchez division who's going to start Sunday – non-Colt McCoy division, if you sign somebody from the outside as opposed to going through the draft, you're basically going to have to obviously incur what we talked about with McCoy and Smith's contract, but you're going to have to pay that person, you know, probably, or you're going to have to get somebody that's willing to come here for the veteran minimum. And that's probably somebody who has absolutely got very little upside. I mean, you, you see where I'm getting at? Like, it's not a guy you're going to stake right. the. Ev- so you might as well stay with Mark Sanchez. The short term future, yeah, and that's why I think these uh, final few games here, yeah. the final month of the season, are huge because if Sanchez can show this is a guy, say what you will about the butt fumble and everything else and how badly things ended up in New York, he was four and two in his career right. as a starting quarterback in the playoffs, went to the AFC title game twice. There's something there. He's been out of football, but if he shows you something, any kind of glimmer of hope down the stretch, maybe that's a guy that's still on the roster come next season. Earl Forsey is my special guest here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Earl Forsey, last name spelled F-O-R-C-E-Y. You can follow me at WrestleMania621 and at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter. And real quickly before we take our first break, you put up a great comparison kind of like you were playing a little game of, you know, quarterback A, quarterback B between two quarterbacks. One, the starting quarterback for the Redskins this Sunday against the Giants, and one, the previous starting quarterback, not Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, last year and for the previous three years, Kirk Cousins. Similar uh, career amount of games started in the NFL, and one guy's basically a couple of games under five hundred, the other guy's a couple of games over five hundred. And the one that, that's over that 500, guy, the that's, one that's under 500 is Kirk Cousins. Uh, the one that's over 500, make of it what you will, is Mark Sanchez. I, I thought it was a fantastic little comparison. I love the tweet, and I liked antagonizing uh, people, certain people that we work with on a daily you basis. You like poking the bear. I, exactly. I'm 106.7 The Fan. Earl Forsey is our special guest, uh, 25-ish year media veteran, yeah. right? Is, is You're that being kind, is a little that, more than right? that. A little more than that. All right, 30-year, whatever. Feels like it, uh, We get to work together on a daily basis at 106.7 The Fan uh, in Washington, D.C. and Radio.com. So great to have him aboard with us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast and pick his brain a little bit. When we come back, yeah, we're actually going to talk about Yes, we have another development on Reuben Foster, so we spend a minute or two on that. But then we're going to actually talk about the Redskins and the Giants. What does that talk sound, about a game? Sound good? How about it. All right, let's do it right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are sixty percent more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is ninety-eight percent males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. Good to have you aboard with us. Uh, This is episode number 139 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Again, don't forget to check out Instagram and Twitter Locked on NFL net at locked on NFL net on both Twitter and Instagram, where you can keep up with all of our team correspondence and check out all the breaking news information and analysis and insight. And our special guest today on the locked on Redskins podcast, for the weekend edition is my pal Earl Forsey, who you can follow on Twitter at Earl Forsey uh, and with us here for another segment. So Ruben Foster's ex-girlfriend kind of sort of whatever she is, goes on Good Morning America to tell her side of the story on Thursday morning, Earl. We all wake up uh, to this. She's been uh, called a liar. She's recanted her story from what happened. Then she goes on Good Morning America and says, no, 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 no. I was basically asked to do that. I was forced to do that. I was not a willing participant in doing that. Here's what happened. Lists A, B, C, D. I don't know who's telling the truth here. All I know is these two people are A, probably not the smartest people in the world, and B, somebody's lying, somebody's telling the truth, and more importantly, here's the reality, the Redskins look bad again. Yeah, Chris, you've been in the business a long time. You've reported a lot of stories. Usually there's side A, side B, and where's the truth usually? Somewhere, Somewhere in, between. in between. So who knows really uh, what happened with the situation. It's a story that won't go away uh, for the Redskins, and it won't go away. They started I mean, they, they, by dipping their toe in the pool, jumping in the deep end, really, on this one and claiming him off waivers, they probably misjudged how big a deal this was going to be, how much blowback. They knew there was going to be controversy. I mean, if they didn't, shame on them, uh, but they had to know. I'm just guessing they didn't really feel that this story would continue to have the legs that it does. And then, you know, the, when the news channels and the national networks are reporting on a football story. Usually it's not a good thing. If you're not in the Super Bowl, usually it's a bad thing. That's what happened with this. And then morning television, um, it's a big deal. And it's a story that still for them won't go away unless they make it go away by just cutting, you know, washing their hands of the situation by saying, okay, we made a mistake and letting him go. And that's not going to happen. And even at least at this point, even with that Earl, they don't get out in front of it and have, their president or anybody talk, they they have a team spokesman tell our colleague at 1067 the fan Craig Hoffman and others no 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 we have no comment we stand by our statement from last week which largely was proven to be i don't want to say a lie but certain parts of it certainly seemed fishy from the get go and then was exposed for or or at least called into question. But this is a, you know, it's a problem not just for the Redskins. It's still an NFL problem, Chris, yes. because part of um, what the young woman said in her interview with Good Morning America was that the night of this alleged incident in Tampa on Saturday night, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. at least what she says, folks from the 49ers 
tried to intervene when the police showed up and tried to, in her words, undermine the credibility of her story. So the what I found interesting is the 49ers who are being heralded for stepping in and doing the right thing and cutting Reuben Foster when they did, they actually, before that, we find out now, may have tried to save the day and save the situation. And then because they couldn't make something happen there, they then cut Reuben Foster the very next day. So there's there's so many layers on this thing that just every day something else new comes now, out. that's in her words. And the right. 49ers did issue a statement denying right. that. So, again, it's a he said. You don't know. She said, and like you said, the truth probably somewhere in between all of this. Moving on from that, the football game on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff between the Redskins, 6-6, six and six, and the New York Giants at 4-6. and six. Giants coming off of an overtime win at home against the Chicago Bears. Clearly, you start with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham. Which one worries you more if you're the Redskins? Boy, both of them. And, you know, I, and I'm going to cop out there because Saquon Barkley's been terrific as a rookie. We know the Redskins' problems now in the last four or five games, all of a sudden, stopping the run. It's it's back to the old Redskins defense again. They can't stop anybody. It's about 135 yards per game. So you're giving up tons of rushing yards. Yeah. You can't stop anybody. And on third four, down five, now five over games, the last yeah. four or five games, yeah. uh, one of the worst in the NFL. And a guy, wide receiver, and Odell Beckham, that if, if there's a big play threat that scares you, it's probably Odell Beckham. But start to finish, to me, it's Saquon Barkley, who, if I'm the Giants, I'm going to test that run defense, right? I got one of the best young rookie running backs in the NFL, one of the best in the NFL. They've given up a ton of yards. I'm going to try to shove the ball right down your throat. Yeah, it's about 4.61 yards per carry in the last five games that the Redskins have allowed in the first seven games, and it's exactly the same sample size in terms of rushing attempts against them. First seven games, last five games, it's about, again, 4.61 yards per carry and 135 yards per game uh, rushing yards allowed. In the first seven games, again, same exact carry sample size, it was about 3.8 per carry and about, uh, I think it was about 80 uh, 80, like 81 yards per game allowed on the ground. And that was even with slightly over 100-yard allowed performances in against Green Bay, against Indianapolis, and almost 100 yards allowed against New Orleans, which tells you that the rest of those games, Arizona, the Giants, the last time, the, they were lights out, and yet they've been horrible since. And, and it's why I say, and look, Quentin Dunbar now on the IR, so they've lost another defensive back. Yep. We know the deficiencies there. So that's why, if it's not Saquon Barkley, I mean, Odell Beckham's got to scare you, right? Yep. I mean, this is a guy that can step up and make plays, and I know it's been a disappointing year for the Giants, but nobody cures ills like the Redskins' defense I think in Josh the last Norman, few weeks, right? I think Josh Norman, and we've seen more of this, and Norman did a pretty good job in the second half at MetLife Stadium against Odell in the previous matchup, a matchup that the Redskins won. We saw him inside last week against Alshon Jeffrey for that interception yeah. inside the goal line. He normally doesn't travel all the time with with elite receivers, depending on – they've given up on that. I think he's going to travel the entire game with Odell. And even inside, when Odell goes inside, I think they're going to have him travel inside too. You you go back to Thanksgiving, Amari Cooper, who was just acquired by the Cowboys, hadn't done much until facing the Redskins. Let's go back then – Golden Tate hadn't done much since Mm -hmm. being acquired by Philadelphia. And Monday night he has Has a a breakout breakout game. game. So what's to stop – Odell Beckham no, this week. You're absolutely right. Uh, one last thing, and then we'll let Earl Forsey go because he's been doing a lot of great work on the radio, and he wants to go home uh, to, well, 
uh, do whatever Earl Forsey does. Um, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a t- it's a classified secret. Um, I, I guess, what are your expectations for Mark Sanchez against a defense that, quite honestly, isn't very good and got worse with Landon Collins going on IR? You know, Jay Gruden said it this week. He was asked to assess Mark Sanchez. He's like, well, I've only known the guy 10 days. Yeah. And he laughed about it. So, I mean, that's where you are. It's it's hard even for the head coach of this team yeah. to know what he has at quarterback. Yeah. Why should we expect anything? I don't I don't think it's going to be a an outright disaster for him, but certainly the potential's there now. Um down to your third quarterback in a month span and a guy that's been out of the NFL for a while, I wouldn't expect much, Chris. But you know, the Giants also can come up pretty small on offense too, and Eli Manning, so who knows? This could be one of those, you know. Just someone wins by default games. Especially in the red zone. I think that's going to be the key. The Giants are, are going to get their chunk yards, and they're going to get their yards. But if the Redskins can control them in the red zone, which they did a pretty decent job of on Monday night against the Eagles, but not good enough because they gave up some, clearly. Uh, if they can do a good enough job in the red zone, you know, again, the Giants can, uh, the Redskins can hang in there and try and go toe-to-toe, and hopefully Sanchez catches a little lightning in the bottle or Adrian Peterson takes off. But... Uh, oh, by the way, Adrian Peterson, the 90-yard touchdown run. I know he didn't do much on his other eight carries, but you got to have more than nine carries in a football game to do something, and you've got to run the ball more than 14 times. Especially with a guy like Sanchez game. in the lineup. Yes, Take some of the heat off absolutely. of him. Let Adrian Peterson carry the ball. mind-numbing game plan or adjustment or lack of adjustment uh, last week for the Redskins. Earl Forsey, my man, doing great stuff on 106.7, the fan PGA Tour Radio on Sirius XM. Make sure you follow him. At Earl Forsey, at Earl Forsey. Thank you so much for yep, doing this. Happy it. holidays, Always pal. Love talking football. Happy holidays. Absolutely. The great Earl Forsey. You can listen to him Sunday mornings as well on Countdown to Kickoff on 1067 The Fan and Radio.com with Andy Poland as he gets you ready for each and every Redskins game. So great to have him aboard here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. This is episode number 139. I'm Chris Russell. We'll take a quick time out. Eye on the enemy next and a couple of NFL picks for you coming up before we say goodbye. Excuse the voice. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 139 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. This is the weekend edition. Good to have you aboard. Thanks to Earl Forsey for joining us from 106.7 The Fan and Sirius XM's PGA Tour Radio Network on everything going on in the crazy, sordid world of the Washington Redskins from Alex Smith and his reported leg infection and complications uh, to Reuben Foster and his girlfriend going on Good Morning America. And, oh, yeah, we managed to squeeze in some real football. It is the 6-6 six and six Redskins, 4-6 and six New York Giants coming up this Sunday. It's time now for our Eye on the Enemy segment. We do it each and every week. Uh, we'll try and go through it as quickly as we can. The New York Giants, again, at 4-6, and six, come in and, on offense, a couple of numbers to point out. They are just below yards per game. 
the NFL average 350.2 are what the Giants are averaging uh, through 12 games, 350.2. So just below the league average of 359.3. They're just above in yards per play. They are significantly below in rushing yards per game, but that, again, could change very quickly with the Redskins' run issues and Saquon Barkley. All it takes is a couple of missed tackles. The rushing yards per play, pretty good, actually, above the league average at 4.60. Again, it helps to have a guy like Barkley. Uh, Passing yards per game, for everybody that's criticizing Eli Manning, they're significantly above the league average, or 9.1 yards per game above the league average. Sacks per pass attempt. This is where the Redskins can make some hay. The Giants are 2.11% above the league average. They get sacked every 9.36% per pass attempt. So, you know, certainly that is a significant, significant jump from the league average. Uh, They're just below the league average on third down, just above on fourth down. A little bit below on, or significant below, I guess, on red zone. So, again, this is a huge part of this matchup. The Giants converting at only 47.3% inside the red zone in terms of touchdowns. The league average at just under 60%. And if the Redskins can somehow hold on to the football, uh, the Giants' defense will allow you to stay on the field. They're only averaging the Giants' offense uh, 28 and uh, 41 28 minutes and 41 seconds time of possession. Real quickly on defense, uh, before we run out of time, they're about 19 yards above the league average in yards per game. They are slightly above in yards per play. The Giants allow 124.9 rushing yards per game and 4.42 rushing yards per play. Certainly not bad on the rushing yards per play. A little bit above in the rushing yards per game. Much better than the last time these two teams met up. Their numbers have certainly improved. Passing yards per game right around the league average. Uh, Same thing for per play. A couple of little differences. Um, The one thing that the Giants do not do well is get after the quarterback and their sacks per pass attempt. We said they give up too many sacks. Well, they only have a 4.55% sacks per pass attempt ratio. The league average, again, 7.25. So clearly, if the Redskins revamped offensive line, can protect Mark Sanchez, they have a chance. Giants right around league average in terms of third down. They are allowing way above in fourth down percentage conversion. Uh, in the red zone, they are, um, you know, they, they are, uh, they're actually better than the league average, only allowing 51.1% conversion rate. The league average, again, just shy of 60%. And as a total team, again, this is not just defense, the New York Giants are allowing 26.3 points per game. The league average just under 24 points per game. So you know Eli, you know Saquon Barkley, you know Odell Beckham. Uh, What you may not know is Landon Collins is out for the year on IR. And, of course, Eli Apple and Snacks Harrison were traded earlier this year. Uh, But certainly have to look out for – um, you know, some of the linebackers that they have, uh, the linebacker that they picked up from the Rams, Alec Ogletree, last year uh, via trade one, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, had a interception, and I believe it was returned for a touchdown against the Chicago Bears last Sunday. All right, 
Let's put a bow on this edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast with our normal Sunday six-pack of NFL selections against the spread, and away we go. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns at home, plus one, plus one, to the Carolina Panthers, who come in at six and six. Yeah, they're desperate. Cam Newton, all sorts of stories about him and his shoulder being banged up. I'm going to take Cleveland plus the one at home. They're better at home than they are on the road. The Atlanta Falcons go to Green Bay, first game without Mike McCarthy. Will that juice up Aaron Rodgers a little bit? I think so. Falcons in a lot of trouble at 4-8. and eight. Their defense decimated still by injuries. Only the Redskins managed to make them look pretty good uh, on defense. I'll take the 4-7 and seven Green Bay Packers in their first game under Joe Philbin, minus the 5 over the Atlanta Falcons. Meanwhile, the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. All of a sudden, Josh Allen not playing so bad, scrambling around. All right, he's not a great quarterback by any means in terms of throwing the football. I will take the Bills. Minus the three in this particular matchup, basically, as the home favorite um, in that one. So I got the Jets. uh, I'm sorry, the Bills minus the three over the New York Jets. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins plus seven at home against the New England Patriots. That's right. The Miami Dolphins plus the seven at home against the New England Patriots. The Dolphins always play the Patriots really tough at home, and they're six and six, and they're not bad by any stretch. And even though the Patriots are nine and three, we all know They are far from unbeatable. I'll take the Dolphins plus the seven. So that is four picks, I believe, for you. The Redskins and the New York Giants, of course, pick coming up. We will get to that in just a second. Uh, The other game that I'll take is on Sunday, the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles meeting up in Arlington. The Cowboys are minus three and a half. I have a sneaking suspicion here, even though it makes no sense that the Eagles find a way to win this game. So I'll take them plus the three and a half. Maybe they lose by a field goal. I'll take the Eagles plus the three and a half. You can never figure out the NFL with as good as the Cowboys have been in both phases the last three or four weeks. I get it. They should win this game. They won the game earlier on Sunday Night Football in Philadelphia. I'm going to go reverse here and say the Eagles plus three and a half. And our final pick again, as we do each and every week, the Redskins and the New York Giants. The Giants, because of all the injuries to the Redskins quarterback elsewhere, are three and a half point favorites on the road in Washington, which should be a dead environment, quite honestly. I'll take the Giants minus the three and a half over. Uh, Unfortunately, the Redskins, who I think we'll drop to six and seven. That's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast for the weekend edition, number 139. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you follow me uh, on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Make sure you follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, no on in the middle, at Locked Redskins. And as well, make sure you follow the Locked On Podcast Network for all your NFL coverage at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great weekend. Adios.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.